Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9444. 
516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can send your questions, comments, or prayer requests. Also, for those who would like to see the video version of this podcast, feel free and catch us on uh, brotherprater.com, where it says uh, the page is Reconnect Heart Live, or you can go to our Facebook page, Brother Prater. Whichever way you would like to get on, feel free, come on and just join in and let us have a great time. I hope that you all had a great day today. Um, I was kind of dealing with some technical difficulties, but everything is smooth now. Um, We're going to roll with the punches. Have a question. Are you ready to learn? Well, school started, many students, especially now during this pandemic, um, many students have had to find an alternative way of getting their schooling. Many of them used to, are used to being in front of a classroom, in front of a teacher, but now there may be some adjustment. And especially, and I'm, I'm not going to put my personal opinion in it, um, my thing is for us to use wisdom. Um, um, my son was telling me that uh, he's at a new school now, <clears throat> And because he moved, he's at another high school. But if he hadn't moved the original high school that he would have been at, that one is closed because there were some who have had the coronavirus. There were some that have tested um, positive for the coronavirus. So they went on and closed the school. So my thing is, I tell people, this thing is serious. And I know. Most importantly, many people respond to the virus differently. There are some who may have had just a cough, may have had no symptoms. I know some. But then there are others who were on a ventilator and even have lost their life. So I know some people make fun. I've seen some have made fun, especially there were some I saw in the video that they were professing to be ministers, but they were making fun. See, 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 oh, oh, oh this is going to kill me. But now I realize there are people that are dying. So let's let's use wisdom. Quit, I'll put it like this. Quit being foolish. This is not something to play with. If you have had it and you had no symptoms or little symptoms, then you thank God for that. But while others may have gone through harsher situations, we need to be praying for them and their family. So I wanted to put that out there. And for those that don't like it, I, I really don't care. But along with along with the uh, schooling, going back to going back to the lesson, this is the perfect time, the perfect opportunity for everyone to invest in themselves with knowledge and prepare for their journey ahead. So on today's show, we're going to talk about preparing yourself for your purpose and keeping yourself 
motivated, avoiding distractions, and achieving personal goals, and much more in an episode called How Learning, Educating Yourself for God, Yourself, and Your Purpose. Educating Yourself for God, for Yourself, and for Your Purpose. One of the things we have to understand, in life, you're never supposed to stop learning. Now, there are many people, even though they may not be in school, um, secular education, but every day as we wake up, it's an opportunity for us to learn. But when a person feels they don't know it all, then those are the people you need to stay away from. Anytime you feel like you've stopped learning, then you stop growing. And not just growing physically, but growing socially. But most importantly, growing spiritually. We never stop learning. We never stop growing. So all of us, all of us at some point have to learn has the ability to learn, and God have had given us the accessibility to learn. First thing, let me get this situated. The first thing we need to do is understand. I wanted to make sure that we keep first thing first. The first thing all the business is learning and growing in our relationship with God. First of all, we have to understand that we can do nothing without God, but we can do everything with God. So for us to be able to understand the most important relationship that we will ever have in our life is our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's first. So in educating ourselves with God, educating ourselves first with God and in our relationship with God, understand who God is. And I was speaking to him. Uh, my Sunday school teacher yesterday, and I'm going to speak about, I'll probably speak about this particular topic uh, next Sunday about um, being a Christian, being a Christian. And there are some highs, there are some lows, but we have some help as a believer. I'm going to go into more detail about that next Sunday if the Lord say the same. But knowing and educating ourselves First, by God, understanding that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. And one of the things I always say, accepting salvation, that's the easy part. See, understanding who God is, and if we understand who God is, then that helps us to understand who we are, destiny, our journey in life. So the first thing, understanding God. Now, in our relationship with God, it helps us to know more about who he is. And as we learn, as we search, as we study of who he is, then it will, re- it will be revealed of who we are, who we really are. We have to understand, as believers, we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we accept 
you know, what he did on the cross, what Jesus did on the cross, the birth, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, all that we accept and we understand who Christ is. Once we understand who Christ is, when we accept him into our life, then it helps us to understand that we have received salvation. We have received salvation, and now we end up having the help and the support that we need to be able to understand who we are here on earth. Now, because of the blood of Jesus, die for our sin, he took place because ultimately, because we were separated from God the Father. We were separated from God the Father, and so now we have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and we have taken on, uh, have done an exchange. He has taken our place, and now because of what he did on the cross, we have eternal life. Now, that's the easy part, but also understand that we have help here on earth. See, a lot of times people as believers, they only focus on, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to sing and shout, okay, that's fine and dandy, but you're going through hell right here on earth. Now, you're going through hell here on earth, but you're thinking about getting to heaven. But we have to understand God has given us a purpose why we're here on earth. God has given us an ever-present help here on earth. And the only way for you to know that is if you study and spend quality time with God the Father. Now, that's why it's so important for us to get higher learning. And the only way for you to get higher learning if you want the higher learning of learning and knowing who Christ is. I always say it like this. As believers, we have to start studying the Bible. No more no more of the well, you know, I'm just going to read, and, you know, uh, uh, it, it may not make sense, but just read it anyway. No, you need to ask some questions. And I'm going to try not to get in no soapbox, but my Sunday school teacher and I, we always talk, and I, I'm very transparent when it comes down to it. We as believers, we got to stop saying, well, you know, don't ask no questions. Don't question God. You know, you just accept. No, we need to ask questions for us to understand and the only way you're going to be able to understand is if you open up your mouth. I always say it like this. There are no such thing as a question when it comes down to your faith, when it comes down to your life. The things that you involved in or the things that involve you, we have to ask questions. How are you going to know if you don't ask questions? And if true enough, being transparent, there are some people, they don't want to ask questions because they don't want anyone to know that they don't know. And they feel that as believers, we know everything, and we don't want to expose to anyone that we may not be very knowledgeable in a certain area pertaining to our Christian walk. So how in the world are you going to be able to understand? How are you going to know if you don't ask questions? So it's very important for us to ask questions of the Bible study. Now, true enough. There are some churches that may be open, but there are most of the churches that you may be affiliated with may be closed, but there's still online resources. We have to ask questions. We have to study. And one of the things I always say is a lot of times we go by what people have said to us or we go by what people tell us, 
but we don't study it for ourselves. When when you study and then someone says and it coincides with what you were studying, then what happened, that confirms that, you know what, I got a clear understanding. But on the other hand, there are some people, they just go solely on what someone says and not learning or studying for themselves. And then what happened, then you end up going on hearsay because you don't have any personal, not personal relationship, but personal research. God wants you to research. God wants you to research his word. So I said, this is the great opportunity, especially us um, being not locked down, but not going out like we used to before the pandemic. Or, hey, this is a great opportunity for you to be able to have some quality time and some fellowship with God and also Bible and quiet time with the family. So for us to be able to study God's word, learn God's word, and like I always say, as we search God's word and know God's word, he will reveal who we are. So educating yourself, getting higher learning, don't just settle for what you know today. That's not going to sustain you for the rest of your life. True enough, you may be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, that's fine and dandy. But we live in an ever-present world right now where we are populated with sin. And God wants you to get help or God wants you to overcome what you're facing. God wants you to overcome what you're dealing with. So with that higher learning, what you're dealing with right now, I'm going to tell you this. What you're dealing with right now, that's actually the homework assignment that God may be allowing you to do right now. See, the manual. This is our manual right here, God's Word. So if I'm going through a situation in my life, if I'm going through a situation, oh, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to check and see. Look like uh. That was the issue with my computer. Make sure. Okay. Look like it's going okay. But if you have a problem, that you you face a problem, okay, and you have the Word of God right in front of you, you may be dealing with an addiction. Oh, but you know what? I just say healing. You may need physical healing in your body. But then all of a sudden, you need to feel this healing your body. What are you going to do when it comes down to the word of God? You're going to just pick up any scripture and just read it? No. The purpose of it is what you're dealing with in your life. That's what you need to be studying on right now. Okay? So you're dealing with something, physical ailment. You know, you're sick. But we talk about God as a healer. So what you need to do is start finding scriptures pertaining to God in healing. God in healing. Um, I got it. I got it somewhere. If I had thought about it, I would have brought it. But there are many, many resources that we can read. <clears throat> many resources that we can read that talks about God's name or God's character, God's nature in a situation. Now, 
we talk about uh, Jehovah Jireh, God is a provider. You need something. If you if if you need God to make a way for you, He's a provider. What you need to do is start finding scriptures pertaining to what God were saying, or even how He provided back then and also now. Jehovah Nisi, you need victory in your life. You know, um, it's so many names. Uh, matter of fact, I may go ahead and I'll see where my uh, bag I got my bag. I'll go get it, matter of fact. But um, God is a healer. And just about everything pertaining to what we deal with and what we face in our life, there's a scripture or there is a, a character. There is God's nature pertaining to whatever we may be dealing with in our life. Let me see. Matter of fact, I see my bag right here. I have a, I have a, uh-oh, I have a, a book. I'll make sure that I show you all. I just thought about it. There's a book that I, I love, and it talks about the names of God. It talks about the names of God. Let's see if I can put it over here. I don't get a chance to put it out often. But while it's hitting me, I'm going to make sure that I put it out right now. Let me see. I'll find it. Nope, that's not it. Um, I'll find it. But meanwhile, whatever we need, whatever we're looking for, we can look up God's word and find out the character of the nature, his nature, his character pertaining to what we're dealing with or what we stand in need of. We can look it up and we can do some research. We can do some Bible study pertaining to what you're facing or what you're dealing with. So, if I get it, bingo, bingo, got it, got it right here. Okay, this is actually, this one is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is eight books in one. And, uh, okay, this one is the names of God. I'm taking my time to go through this because I want us to really understand. I don't, I don't want to just breeze through and don't have a clear understanding. Even in the Bible, it tells us, and all thy getting, get an understanding. So it's very important for us to get that. Now, this right here, let's see if you're able to read it. This right here, if you're able to see it properly, it says the names of God, the meaning the application of how to apply it pertaining to your situation, and then also it gives some examples and some references, some scriptures, and that being used. Um, let's go with Emmanuel, God with us, God with us. Um, Jehovah Jireh, I mentioned earlier, the Lord will provide. 
Get this, just as God provided a ram as the substitute for Isaac, he provided his son Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice. God will meet all our needs. Also, for those who need healing, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. See, and there, like I said, there are so many others. And just in case some who may be, um, who may want me to look up some names or characters, characters of God, then just you can reach me and I can give you a copy or even show you where you can get the book from. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Don't get a chance to read it as much as I desire, but it's a very great tool. And this is the thing I was mentioning about educating yourself. See, in educating yourself, you're investing in yourself. So the first thing you need to do is invest in yourself spiritually. That's the first and foremost thing you have to do. You have to invest in yourself. When you invest in yourself, that means that you see that it's important, but also you're important. So how in the world are you going to be able to go forward if you don't invest in yourself and get this, how are you going to expect others to invest into you or even believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? You have to be the first one to invest in yourself. One of the things I always tell people a little trick for those who have birthdays, you know, it's cool to be able to have a chain full of money, have bukus of money just all off on your shirt. But the most important thing you have to do is figure out who will give you that first dollar. So there are some people, look, how's somebody going to know your birthday? You just go up there, just tell them, hey, it's my birthday, it's my birthday. Okay, that's fine to Danny. They may say happy birthday to you, but it's not a guarantee that they're going to do something. And there are some people who may not even know you, but because they see this train, chain or train, this link, leave, go on your shirt. What they're going to do, they're going to say, you know what? It is your birthday. It represents, hey, celebration. It's your birthday or whatever. Primarily, it's your birthday. So what they're going to do, they may give a dollar whatever just to let it stretch. And like I said, there are people who don't even know you, but they see it. And they're just trying to just, hey, follow the crowd. So the first thing you need to do, instead of you waiting for somebody to get you that first dollar so you can start, you need to wake up that morning, your birthday morning, you go in your own pocket, and you put your own dollar on there. You be the first one to get that dollar, to get that chain going, get that chain going on your shirt. You be the first one. Don't wait for somebody. Because you know what? Shucks, it might be three or four hours before you get that first dollar. But when you get that first dollar, if you can put that first dollar on your shirt when you wake up in the morning, when you leave the house, or who knows, there might be some in your home that want to bless you, want to go ahead and let it add on so you can hurry up and get that thing going. So you got to invest in yourself. And so along with investing in yourself spiritually, once you get that intact, and like I said, 
when you can seek God and understand who God is, God will reveal who he is to you. So now you have done your part in studying God's word and knowing more about God and knowing God, not just for what he did in the past, not just for what he's going to do in the future, but what he's doing right now for you, what he's doing right now, and then also what he's doing for you, standing who he is. So it's so important for us to take our spiritual, our spiritual life, our spiritual journey so serious. This is going to help you not just to get to heaven, but understand and accept heaven here on earth, being able to enjoy life. People think so far about getting to heaven and think about their eternal life and missing joy in their present life. So God is trying to help you to understand the purpose of being a believer, like I said, right here on earth, right now, in your present life, in your current life. So with that being said, no audio. Hello. No audio. They say I have no audio. Oh, hold on a second. Let me see. Let me see. They say I have no audio. Let me see if I can find out what's going on. Okay. Like the thing came out. Okay. Let me see if I can see if I can find out what's going on right quick. Okay. One, two. Can y'all hear me? If y'all can hear me, let me know. I'm going to see if I can find out if I can be heard. Okay, let me see. Okay, okay. Sound like I hear myself now. Okay. Okay, okay. Let me try it now. Let me try it now. Can you all hear me now? You know, funny thing is, Something crazy going on because as I'm recording, all of a sudden I'm looking at the monitor, and the monitor all of a sudden it just changed. It it turns sideways. Never happened before. But I'm going to check and see if I can um, be heard. Okay. Look like I can be heard. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been on the air for almost 30 minutes, and I didn't know that there was no audio. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, I, I, I'll go ahead and give a brief recap. Uh, the first thing about us knowing God, um, getting a higher learning, higher education, we have to know, learn who we are, first of all, Knowing God 
educate ourselves, God, ourselves, and for our purpose. And if we can understand who God is, then he'll help us to understand who we are. If we understand who God is to us, then we'll understand who we are to God. So we have to have our spiritual our spiritual life intact first. So many people there focus only on secular education, and I'm not against secular education. I love secular education, but we also have to understand our spiritual education. So our spiritual education should be number one. If you can put God first in your life, he will open up doors and he will help you to navigate and show you the things that he has for you. Uh, it, it tells us in Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That means if you put God first in your life, he will withhold nothing. He will withhold nothing for you. But you have to know who you are and who he is. And if you can't, if you don't understand that, if you don't accept that, then you will miss the purpose and plan that he has for you. So you have to understand who God is and who he is to you. You have to understand that. And I know a lot of times so many people, they'll easily think about what God can do for other people. But you have to know that he want to do it for you and he can do it for you. God has no respect to person. And I know some people, because of their insecure, their spiritual insecurities, they want to make people feel suppressed. They want to make people feel like, well, you know, you have to earn God's love. You have to do this. You have to do that. And that's called legalism. Legalism is simply putting criterias on salvation. God wants you to know him directly. That's one of the main things I really have to emphasize. God wants you to know who he is, and God wants you to know him directly for yourself. I got, I, I was so heartbroken. And, you know, uh, uh, this is this is always going to be, this has always been a sensitive subject for me, and especially now after my sister was killed. But I hear so many ministers, so many pastors, when they supposed to be, quote, unquote, counseling or advising a young lady who's having marital problems and they're dealing with domestic violence. There are so many ministers that I've overheard tell them, well, you just stay there or you just pray. Just keep praying. You know, God will change them. Uh, well, and she said, well, I'm praying, I'm praying. Well, you ain't praying hard enough. It, it, it ain't his problem. It's your problem, you know. And then what happened if that if they young girl gets killed? You know, you you, you got to stay there. Uh, I've heard this also. I ministered to this one young lady, and she told me that she was advised she have to stay there because her husband is her ministry, even though he's beating up on her. That's her ministry. And then he ended up almost killing their daughter. Well, don't 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 get the police involved. Look here. If you in a church that's telling you that, you leave that church. That ain't look here, that ain't the church you need to be at. 
And also, you get the police involved. Not just in your situation, but you call the police on that pastor. Mm-mm. I mean, see, if you really knew God and know what God were saying about that, you would make sure that if you have somebody encounter you with that, you'll stay away from them. God is not the author of confusion. I've said that for many years. God is not the author of confusion. And you think about this. Ask yourself there. People people get confused. Well, I don't know if I need to do I don't know what I need to do. I want you to ask yourself this. Let's bypass. Let's bypass for a minute. The spiritual part. Let's bypass the churchy part. Let's bypass the Christian part for a moment. Is it legally wrong? <laughs> that answer your question. Is it legally wrong to what you're dealing with? If it's legally wrong, then you need to get out. If it's wrong, first of all, if it's a crime, that's the key thing that you should be looking at right now. Is it a crime what you're dealing with? Is it a crime? Yes, it is. Okay, well, you need to go ahead and get get to getting. That will help you to understand this ain't right. So when people tell you stuff, First of all, you got every right to challenge them. I always say it like this. I could be the meanest supervisor at work. I could be mean. I could be hard. I could be cold. I could be callous. And I'd be wanting to write up every person, write up every person because I think they're doing wrong. Or I can accuse them. But I have to remember that the pen pushes both ways. I can write somebody up, but also they can write me up. So same thing pertaining to God's word. The thing is, if somebody, matter of fact, I'm not going to go into a whole um, topic of this. But even if somebody tells you, hey, look here, you need to do that, you need to do that. You can ask them, hey, where's that written at? Like I said, I... (laughs) I have a an issue if someone come up to me and they say, thus says the Lord. Now, if you say that, if you say God told you to tell me something, oh, I'm listening. I'm not listening not just with my spirit, my, my physical ears, but I'm listening with my spiritual ears, too. You better be right on the money. And also, even when you say it, what's your motive of saying it? So you have to understand, if you knew who God is, if you study God's word, know God for yourself, study God's word, when people come up to you with these foolishness, you can be able to decipher, uh, that ain't of God. It's very important for us as believers to know God, know God for ourselves. So in knowing God for ourselves, then we're able to understand who we are. We have to understand who we are who we are in God and who we are to God. And if we understand who we are in God and to God, then it can help us to understand who should we who we should be to ourselves. We're very important. We're very important people. You know, um I was I'm looking right now and like I said, I'm looking at the monitors uh, and I hope that y'all can hear me. If y'all can hear me, I want someone to um respond, let me know. Um, 
if we understand who we are, if we understand who we are, we understand how precious we are, how precious life is. True enough, we may not be able to predict or may not be able to have any influence on the cause that we're dealt with in life. You know, one thing I always say, we can pick our friends, we can pick our spouse. Even in the Bible, the Bible tells us, you know, how to pick friends, how to pick job careers, how even pertaining to finances. But nowhere in the Bible does it tell us how to choose our family. So if we can't choose our family, if we have no say-so in choosing our family, then we are in that family for a particular reason or purpose. So that help us to understand who we are in spite of situations, understanding as a believer, understanding that we are so important. We are made in God's image and likeness. I was speaking about uh, the monitors. See, as I'm looking at you, I'm looking to the side, looking at the monitors and stuff. But I'm looking and I'm remembering, I'm like, wow, I remember back in the day, I remember at one point, I couldn't look in the mirror. At one point, I couldn't look at these monitors because I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like what I was seeing in the mirror. But because of me understanding who God is, he helped me to understand who I am, how precious he is, which means I'm precious because I come from him and I was made in his image and likeness. So now I'm able to look in the mirror. I'm able to look at the monitors and say, hey, how you doing? Now, key thing I tell people, I don't feel that I'm better than anybody. I'm not better than anybody. But when I think about it, not only I'm not better than anybody, but nobody better than me. Okay? So with you, you ain't better than anybody. You ain't better than everybody. But remember this, everybody ain't better than you. So that's what we have to understand. And like I said, I can speak about this because when I was growing up, I had low self-esteem. I had insecurities. I had that. But because of God's grace and his mercy, and because of me knowing who he is, he revealed who I was to him and also who I am. So understanding all those dynamics, understanding, man, this is the time for me to really learn more about myself. And, of course, learning more about yourself, understanding your flaws, respecting your shortcomings, work on your weaknesses, but also acknowledging and maintaining your strengths. See? In getting your higher learning, right now, this is the perfect opportunity for us to do a self-evaluation on ourselves. And in doing that self-evaluation, in doing that self-evaluation, it's helping us to understand, hmm, what our purpose is. It's so many people, they're going to jobs, going to careers, 
and they hate it. They're miserable. <clears throat> some people, they'll be following the money, or some people, they're doing what they were told me to do, and they're miserable at it. Some people are into things because they're trying to rebel against what they're supposed to be doing, and they're making themselves miserable. See, what we have to understand, God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us, but we have to be able to recognize it. If you don't recognize it, we're going to miss it. One of the things that they always say, the worst the worst thing you can do is live your life and not fulfill the life that, that you were expected to live. They always say that the grave is full with dreams, with purpose. We as believers, we should go to our graves empty. We should go to our graves, look, spent out, because we have exercised, we have executed every purpose, every plan, every gift, every talent. We have exhausted everything that God has invested into us. You are an investment from God Almighty. You are an investment that God has strategically and purposely invested into YOU. <clears throat> you know, God has put, listen, God has invested so much into you. And unfortunately, so many people don't recognize it because they're looking at their circumstances or their situation or their upbringing or what somebody has said or done to them. And it, and it's making them miss or blind them from the purpose and plan God has for them. I'm going to say it like this. Every person that was born, every person that was born, every person that is born, every person that will be born has a purpose and a plan. Now, true enough, because of circumstances, sometimes people come in of course, we don't pick and choose. Like I said, we don't pick and choose who who we're related to or how we get here. But regardless of how you get here, you're here. And one of the things I always say, what the devil meant for evil, God can turn it for your good. And I know, being transparent, I know that there are some that are right now born out of wedlock, born out of uh, um, being sexually abused, sexually assaulted, rape. There are some that are an offspring of rape. But in spite of that, you didn't choose that. And even the one, even your mother, she didn't choose that. But in spite of, in spite of, you're here and you're here for a reason. Get this, you were going to get here anyway. You were going to get here anyway. Even that devilish act that happened, true enough, that was not God's will. The devil did that. But in spite of, God is turning it for you to be able to be profitable, not just for the kingdom, true enough, but also for us. 
there are so many young ladies who have had the opportunity to abort their child because of uh, being raped or, you know, teen pregnancy, whatever situation. And there are some I heard that have even tried to abort their baby, you know, um, you know, not even a legal way, a, a, a professional way, going to the doctor. Some have even tried to get a coat hanger or something, you know, to try to make them have a, a miscarriage. But in spite of, God protected and allowed you to be here. So regardless of how you got here, you're here. You're here to make an impact here on earth. True enough, you can make an impact on heaven. And like like I said earlier, I don't know if y'all heard me or not, but so many people as believers, they'll focus so much on their eternal life and they're missing their present life. They're thinking so much of, well, you know, when I get to heaven, but you're not you're not making an impact here on earth. This look, this is the rehearsal, this is the dressing room. But in the meantime, God has a purpose and an agenda for you and you need to obey it. You know, God don't want you to be suffering. God don't want you to go through and just uh, uh, miss what all he created for you. You know, God God has the flowers, the trees, the sky, the birds chirping, all that for our enjoyment, for our pleasure to enjoy his creation. Us be able to just go out, even the beach, going to the beach, just uh, listen to the winds and the waves. Let the wind blow your hair, or blowing your toes, blowing your feet, blowing your weave, whatever it is. God has those things accessible for Y-O-U. And I'm going to ask this. So many people, well, you don't take all that. But the people that don't believe in God, they're enjoying it. And we're not, listen, I understand we're not building are trying to make heaven our permanent residence. We understand that. But on the other hand, God has some things for you to enjoy, not just on the other side of the earth, but right here, listen, on this earth for you right now, this present life. So God has so much for us, and, we, and he wants us to enjoy it. So saying that God made us in his image and likeness and for us to, listen, get educated in ourselves, knowing who we are. And also, knowing who we are, and like I said, there may be some things that you may need to get schooled in and pertain to yourself. Um, I was watching um, the, the wrestler, The Rock. I was watching him. He's always been a charismatic guy. But what he said was when he began to make that transition from wrestling to acting, they uh, the interviewer asked him, well, have you taken acting classes? He said, oh, yes, yes, yes. He, what he's trying to do, he's trying to hone his craft. A great musician don't mind studying or being around other great musicians for him to up his game. So as people, that's what we need to do. We need to what? We need to take personal interest and invest in ourselves. Learn your craft, hone your craft, 
sharpen your skills. You know, and and this this is a pet peeve of mine, and you know I'm not here to just talk about pet peeves, but time when it comes down to God, we just give God crumbs. Think about it. You know, if it pertains to um, uh, church or whatever, well, well, just just let you're doing it for God, and we and we're not giving Him our best ability. But yet, still, when it comes down to the secular world. They study, they train, but like I said, we're coming out to church. We don't do that. That's backwards. Even in the Bible, even in the Bible, David said, "Play skillfully." I found out. I forgot what scripture it is. Uh, but in Psalms, I know it's in Psalms. It says, "Play skillfully." In other words, practice, practice, practice. I think about my favorite musician, Prince. He has some of the greatest, greatest musicians. But you think about it. What if I didn't practice? I didn't practice on my drums, on the guitars, or whatever. And I just went up there to him and said, hey, you know, I want to I play for you. Um, let, let me hear you practice. No, no, no. I don't need to practice. You know, I don't need rehearsal. I'm doing it for the Lord. You know what he's going to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't have the job. You have to think about it. When it comes down to God, we get God crumbs, but sometimes we get the devil our very best, being honest. We have to look, we have to understand God wants us to really, really, really start investing into the kingdom, but also do our homework. We have to do our homework. We have to invest. We have to invest in ourselves. You know, one thing that I was saying. Even in investing in yourself, we're trying to find out or figure out what we need to do and which direction we need to go. That's why it's important for us. I mentioned the first thing is seeking God, asking God for direction, asking God for clarity. God will expose to us, you know, the direction we need to go. God wants us to be able to really just be in his word and Pick up his spirit of discernment for us to recognize his leading because he's going to always lead you to the right way. But the devil going to try to distract you and make you go the wrong way. But you have to recognize that because God's spirit that dwells within us is our alarm system to let us know, uh uh-uh, this is something you need to avoid. But also, along with Getting that, if you want to say how learning, you think about this: if you, if a person trying to figure out their purpose or they plan, even those that may be in school, <laughs> even those that may be in school, you're trying to get your how learning. You know, you're trying to figure out your purpose, your plans, but you don't know what to do. But you're in school. Thing I would advise you to do is take care of your basics. Take care of your basic classes. Take care of your basic classes. And we think about it in the secular education. That's fine and dandy. But also, like I say, in the spiritual education, and then also in the education of yourself. Take care of the basic. You know, the basic thing is if you are trying to figure out what your purpose and plan is, but there are some things that you need some help in, you need to take care of that. Case in point, 
if you have bad time management, then what you need to do, you need to start working on your time management. That means start uh, getting to work or getting to school on time. You know, uh, balance, get a proper balance. Uh, or who knows? You may need to work out. You may need to get back into shape. You may not drink enough water. Start getting to the habit of taking care of your temple, your physical body. All these things that you may need to do to sharpen in on, take care of that. The things you know you need to do, do it. Don't procrastinate. One of the things I always believe in, if there's something that needs to be done, let's go ahead and knock it out. Get it out the way. What happens when, when, when work is here and you don't do it, then what happens, the more you put it off, the more you procrastinate, the harder it is to do it. Knock it out. Get it out the way because you never know. And one of the things I found out, when when a person is prepared, God will move, God will move, but you have to be prepared for the move. In order for you to be prepared for the move, you got to take care of work first and then recess. But some people, they recess and delay the work. And then when it's when opportunity to come for them to be able to make that advancement, do something while other people getting blessed, you still stuck because you haven't taken care of your responsibilities. In other words, it's showing people that you have bad priorities. So we have to take care of first thing first. Those are the, if you want to say the basics of life and you can apply this, uh, Secondly, with education, or even just pertaining to uh, secular education with school, or even, like I said, with your own self. There are some things you know you need to help on. You you know, hey, take care of your business. You know, if you plan on going to the Olympics, you have to start preparing years in advance. Um, I, I saw the documentary of The Last Ride, and, um, oh, yeah. I saw the last ride, and then also I saw the interview with Master P. And Master P was talking, and he was he went to the basketball court to to practice, you know, play a little basketball. And he said that the day after the United States basketball team with Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson, them right after they won the gold medal, the next day. He said, Master P said that he saw Michael Jordan them practicing, training, working out, all that stuff. And so he asked Michael Jordan them, hey, you know, y'all just won last night. Y'all just won the gold medal. Why are you here? He said, I got to prepare for the next season. You think about it. Michael Jordan saying that he had to prepare for the next season. In other words, he already got to edge up. He are, look, he already start day one. That's day one. And he already exercised. He already working out. Uh, Walter Payton, one of the greatest uh, running backs in football, played for the Chicago Bears. He was training, not just during the season, but off season. He was training. He was working out off season. But so many people we allow ourselves to get lazy. And this is me. This is my this is my personal thing right here. Sometimes I may be hard or critical on critical on myself. I'll put myself on punishment in a minute. 
if I need to do something, we have to be disciplined enough, not for other people to tell us, hey, hey, you need to work out, or hey, you need to, you know, shut yourself in, you need to do this, you need to do that. We have to be disciplined enough ourselves. We have to be disciplined enough to say, you know what, no, I got to prioritize. True enough, we can go out, we can hang out, we can do this, we can do that, but you have responsibilities you need to do. You have business you got to take care of, take care of business first. You know, many times, many times, I chose not to go to a movie or go to an outing because there was a there was something I wanted to work on. There was some high learning I needed to obtain. There were some things, there were some goals, there were some uh, dreams or ambitions I wanted to achieve. And one of the things I always have to always tell people, true enough. Many people can clown around, hang out, all this and that, but you have to understand your purpose has to be more important than you hanging out, doing this. True enough. If you know, let's just say you want to go to a concert, but you ain't got you haven't studied, you haven't done your assignment. If you go to that concert, it's easy for you to to be able to enjoy that concert. You see in the personal stage, all this stuff that's fine and dandy. But they're fulfilling their purpose. You're not. You look, you're enjoying somebody fulfilling their purpose. But you are abandoning your purpose. You're not even you're not grooming your you're not even prepared. You put yours on hold. I'm not saying I'll put like this. So many people they'll abandon their dreams to help fulfill somebody else's dreams. So it's important for us to have better priority. Like I said, you know, I've I, I always told people this because there are people they have asked me, you know, uh, did you watch the game? Did you watch the game the other day? I said no. Oh, you don't. You, you you're not. Who, who's your favorite team? I said, well, that's not really my thing. But I don't share this with a whole lot of people. Just those that I know. But see. This is my philosophy. If there's something I have to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to study. I'm going to write, whatever. Whatever I need to do, I'm going to do that. That's first priority. To me, watching a sport, that's leisure. When work is here, we need to knock that out. My thing is, I'm not going to be watching them on TV. My goal is to be able to do what I need to do so I can have them to watch me. I may be putting down watching them right now, but if I do what God has me to do, when the time comes, I don't have to worry about me watching them because they're going to be able to watch me. And that's the same attitude that you have to have. Shoot. You know, when uh, when I got a chance to when I got a chance to meet some of my childhood heroes, I didn't think about me meeting them. I didn't think about them, uh, me being with them. I didn't think about that. I thought about them meeting me. I thought about, hey, they're going to meet me. Hey, they're an individual just like you. And as a celebrity, a lot of times we have to understand they're only a celebrity 
when they're on stage. They're on a celebrity when they're on TV. But when they come off the camera, when they come off the stage, being just like us, they use the, I promise you, they use the restroom. I promise you, they put on their pants, their underwear, all those things, just like you. And see, a lot of things that make us fascinated about them is not so much their look, but it's their talent, their gift, their commitment, their drive. They are achieving it. Why not you? Look, you have the same 24 hours that they do. God didn't give them an extra 29, or an extra three hours, and they got 28 hours, and keeping you with 24. No. Sometimes it takes us to be disciplined to, look, turn on that midnight oil. Sometimes you're going to have to, to get to or to achieve what you need to. You have to, but you have to invest in yourself. You got to want it better than anything else. But also, with that, one of the things I found out, even in the Bible, when we look at the Bible, God did not give Adam a job. God gave Adam work. God gave Adam work. And that work revealed his worth. And so with you, you might be at a job, you might be at a dead-end job, you may hate your job, but even in that job, you have to look at that, let that be your fuel for you to be able to hurry up and get what you need to get, do what you need to do so you can advance. You may be at that job for a particular reason or purpose. Matter of fact, I put this put that in one of my notes. You have to look at like this. inventory of where you're at. And where you're at could be your situation or your job. Look at that. And like I said, it may be something that you hate. But let's just say you're there. You hate your job. And you want to advance. You want to leave. Okay. Are you prepared? Have you done your homework? First of all, God may be having you there to groom somebody for your position. After you groom them, then you can advance to your next position. But you can't get an advancement until you groom somebody to take your place. You have to groom some, you know, when you mentor somebody, when you groom somebody for your current position, it helps you to be able to advance to your next position. That's where you have to look at it. So understanding even where you're at, true enough, you may be having a miserable time, but also a lot of time with conflict or sometimes with aggravation. Sometimes it, 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 it makes us have a little extra fight. See, the most important part of a washing machine is something called the agitation. That's the thing that kind of spins and it hits, it beats the clothes, and it helps get your clothes clean. 
to me. See, the fabric softener or the liquid detergent that you put in your washing machine is not what cleans your clothes. It just softens the fabric. But what cleans your clothes is the agitation. See, so whatever situation that you're dealing with, you can look at it as your agitation or your aggravation. But the question is, regardless if you look at it as your aggravation or agitation, what are you going to do about it? So many people, all we do, we just complain. We just complain, but we don't do anything about it. We don't see. We complain, and we complain to the wrong people. My thing is, I tell people, hey, go straight to the source. If there's an issue with a particular person, go to that person directly. Or, hey, you need to you need to uh, uh, talk to the supervisor, or whatever. Ain't no need to talk to the other people when you can go to the supervisor yourself. But also, along with that, uh, um, dealing with. Deal with something. It was something else I was gonna say, but understanding with that purpose, even with the agitation, what are you gonna do about it? You're gonna either sit back and do nothing, or you're gonna go ahead and do something about it. But also the other thing we have to look at: not only taking inventory of where we at, our job, our situation, but also even the people that we speak to, even the people that we keep within our circle. One thing I always say, if you're the smartest person in your circle, then you're in the wrong circle. You have to have people that's in your life that's going to challenge you. You have to have people that's going to provoke you to get up, get up and work, get up and do this. Sometimes it takes us to be able to go through something to understand, you know what? Now I understand. This is my purpose. This is my plan. But you have to have. You have to want it. You have to want it like never before. You have to be hungry and stay hungry and center yourself around people that are hungry. And if they're hungry, make sure. Make sure that they are able to come to the table with something. Don't be around people or don't allow people within your circle that's hungry, but they're not bringing anything to the table. And also, never be afraid of trying. Never be afraid of failure. One of the things I found out, we as believers, even if, even if you try and you fail, believers never lose. They learn. Every opportunity is a learning experience. And also learning not just about the situation, but also about God and also even about you. Because sometimes things are revealed about us doing our hardship. Sometimes we know, sometimes we find out our limitations or our unlimitations during conflict, during situations. And also, sometimes what we have to do, I mentioned earlier, if we want a promotion or another job, we have to be able to complete the task that we are currently assigned to. God will not bless you with an incomplete assignment. We can't expect God to advance us when we're a bad steward in where we are currently at. So God wants us to be able to be in a position for us to be able to complete what we have right now. So along with that, being able to complete 
what we have be able to complete the task. But also one of the things I was saying, how sometimes you may be have you might have done everything you're supposed to and you're still waiting on your advancement. But see, God may be setting up the situation for the right person. It may be a specific person that God may be trying to groom to come to you for you to minister to them. You just never know. We we never know, but that's why it's so important. And we we may need to we want to be blessed. We want an advancement from God, all this stuff. But ask God, God, what is the purpose of me still being here? That's what we have to be real and ask God. There may be a purpose. There may be an agenda that God may want you to complete or he trying to reveal. But he wants you to complete the assignment that he has for you. In other words, it's just like as a kid, we would always ask for dessert. But you don't deserve no dessert when you ain't touch none of the food on your plate. So finish eating your food so you can get your dessert. Also, like I said, grooming someone, you know, mentor, mentorship, you know, being able to do something else, being able to do something in us, in us, educate or even investing in ourselves, something we have to do that we don't really think about in this situation, and that is forgiving. Being able to be a person of forgiveness. See, if you expect an advancement, you always have to walk in humility, walk in love, and walk in forgiveness. Because the devil going to always try to contaminate your spirit. And you have to have your spirit clean in order for you to be able to advance. Because you remember this, you're representing Christ. And then also... In you forgiving, even going for a promotion, even going for an advancement, whatever it is, we have to understand for unforgiveness is one of the main traps that the devil will try to use to keep us bound. Also, for us to be able to have a contaminated spirit, so if we go to a higher position, what happens? Then that spirit of unforgiveness would spread to others. Understand that. God wants us to forgive, but the devil does not want us to forgive. And get this, if you have a spirit of unforgiveness and you are trying to advance what happened, let's just say that if you have had some type of uh, unforgiveness towards your supervisor because they hurt you or they misused you or they did something dirty, some dirty tactic, now, you got a higher position and you have taken their spot or you're equivalent to them. What happened, the devil would try to use that seed of unforgiveness to make you become like the person that you hate. I'm going to say this again. To make you become like the person that you're holding on to unforgiveness about. See, that person hurt you. That person did you wrong. But even though that person did you wrong and like I said, when you forgive them, that doesn't mean that you like it. That doesn't mean that you agree with it. But what it does is that that forgiveness is for you. So when you get that, in, when you get that advancement, then you don't become like the person that hurt you, because hurt people hurt others. 
And so ultimately, the devil is trying to make you become just like that person that hurt you. But if you forgive what happened, you don't person who hurt you, but also what happened, you're showing people being a good steward or being a supervisor. Because the mean supervisor or the hurt supervisor hurt others, but the healed supervisor helped heal others. So that's something we have to think about. Being able to forgive is so key, so important. And then also your purpose. One of the things I was mentioning, I was mentioning a few minutes ago, that God gave Adam work. He didn't give Adam a job. And with that work, that work revealed his worth. And then also understanding even in even in Genesis when we hear when we hear the word work, that word work in its original language, it means energy or source from God. In other words, God already invested and instilled work within him, a specific work a specific worth, and a specific uh, uh, talent, gift. There are some gifts and talent within you, and a lot of times we take our gifts and talents for granted. You know, I always loved playing the drums and stuff, but I always thought that, well, you know, everybody can do that. So I didn't pay too much attention to it. But I'm still trying to figure out my purpose to play in. So what do I do? I just figured, well, you know, I figure out what I'm going to do. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's time for me to even share with y'all um, a personal story. Everybody that knows me knows that my intentions in life were to be a professional wrestler. That was my goal, to be a professional wrestler. I had my hopes and dreams, everything planned for me to be a professional wrestler. So I figured, well, what I'll do, I'll just go ahead and um, I'll just go ahead and go get my wrestling wrestling license from um, Walker Hatchie under a wrestler named Killer Tim Brooks that recently passed away <clears throat> um, last month, if I'm not mistaken. Um. That was my goal, and I just, ever since I was a kid, I just knew I was going to wrestle. I wanted to wrestle, and then one day, I heard this little voice say, I don't want you to wrestle. I'm like, what? I don't want you to wrestle. I want you to be known for this instead of some character. So I just kind of brushed it off. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. And then the next year, that same little voice came. This time, I realized it was God. Now, the first time, I just thought it was, you know, uh, maybe fear or something. And I'm not the tallest guy. <laughs> I'm five nine. At the time, I was two hundred. I was, I was actually one ninety eight. I remember that one ninety eight. Uh, and for me to get my wrestling license, I have to graduate at 200 pounds, but I can go in at any weight. So, hey, you know, the class is going to last for uh, nine months to two years. I'm pretty sure I can pick up two pounds, you know, in between 
opinion. So my weight issue is not the problem. And I had already, this is just me sharing this with y'all. I had already worked on a personal trainer. I was going to use uh, the personal trainer that helped the Von Erics. And uh, it was a young man that uh, had a gym downtown called Doug's Gym. He had all the stars and all the wrestlers that were local go down there. And of course, this is back in the 80s and 90s. So, you know, this is before um, uh, WWE. They were doing the every time, those that are local in Dallas, Fort Worth area. So I had already had everything planned out. And Doug, uh, the young man Doug from Doug's Gym, he was the one to help Bruiser Brody. Yeah, he showed me articles and all that stuff, you know. So I said, yeah, I'm going to have him. So this time, once again, they heard the little voice say, I don't want you to wrestle. I want you to be known for this instead of some character. Then he got to more details and everything. And like I said, I, re- I realized it was God. I'm like, but God, I'm not the smartest person, especially I'm not the smartest person in my family. You know, the smartest person was in my family, uh, my sister, Sheila, and my little brother, Walter. Um, as far as the charismatic person, oh, that's my that's my my brother uh, Ronnie. He's a, a stylist, and then my brother Jerry is a social person, sociable person. Me, I'm not gonna be. I don't, I don't know how you say that I'm gonna be known for this, and you want me to trust you then. And God said, "Trust me." And it was like me and God was at a poker table, and He said, "I want you to trust me with everything." And so I saw myself, like, getting all my chips and pushing it to his side, betting everything. I said, okay, God, I won't wrestle. I'm trusting you with everything. What do you want me to do? And he got the poker chips and say, okay, I'll I get back with you, and walked off with everything. And I'm like, he didn't tell me nothing what he wanted me to do. He didn't tell me nothing. Get this. I had already made plans of wrestling. Also, while I'm thinking about it, I was I wanted to work at TCI Cable Company because you get free cable and then half off on pay-per-views. So I always love watching wrestling. So all I needed to do was just have enough money to pay for half of the wrestling pay-per-views. I'm cool with that. So also, I used to go to TCI Cable Company every Wednesday and apply attention, David Snow. Every Wednesday, I drove from Oak Cliff to Mesquite. Every Wednesday morning at 9-something, attention, David Snow. I'm filling out the application every, every, every Wednesday. And then eventually, I ended up filling out an application for the Sheriff Department. And I was told, uh, this, actually, this was after I told God, okay, I won't wrestle. I go ahead and, you know, whatever you want me to do. And he didn't say anything. <laughs> and I'm like, man, okay. So now I don't know what to do, but I'm still working at the grocery store. And then all of a sudden, one Friday, I ended up getting, the, I got two letters, two letters on a Friday. And I'll forget. In the first letter, it was TCI Cable Company. I'm like, yes. And then I saw the other one, the Sheriff Department. I, I want TCI Cable Company. And so I opened up the letter, and it told me, well, I'm sorry. Um, we're going to have to refuse your application. Um, you, 
you're not fit for the what we're looking for. And I was devastated. I got that letter that I had opened up that I read from TCI Cable Company, and then I got the Sheriff's Department letter that I had not opened up yet, and I balled it up and threw them in the trash. And so I, I told my sister, I'm like, man, they didn't hire me, you know. And so she asked about the other letter, and I said, well, I didn't even open it because if they ain't going to help, if they're not going to hire me at the cable company, they're sure not going to hire me at the sheriff's department. And so that stayed in the trash can for many, many, many minutes until God was with me. I heard this boy say, you need to dig it out the trash can. And I and I realized now it was God, but I said, I'm tired of rejections. I'm tired of failure. I don't, I don't want to look at it. I don't even want to face it. But I heard to go do it. So I went on and I looked in the trash can and got the letter and I opened it up and it said that they wanted me to come in for an interview. I was like, wow. Fast forward, I got hired by the sheriff's department. Remember, I wanted to wrestle and I wanted to work at TCI Cable Company so I can get the free cable, but also that was going to help pay for my wrestling license. And then after I got hired on by the sheriff's department, a couple of months later, you know what happened? TCI Cable Company, the one that I used to apply for every Wednesday, every Wednesday morning, attention David Snow driving from Oak to Mesquite. After I got hired on for the sheriff's department, a couple of months later, TCI Cable Company went out of business. And of course, I'm still at the sheriff's department. And then a couple, let me see, that was uh, 2000, let's say that was in 96, 95, 96, or something like that. Five years later, that wrestling organization I wanted to wrestle at because I wanted to get my wrestling license and move to Georgia to be my favorite wrestler at the time, Sting. I wanted to be the black sting. I want. I had the makeup. I went. To, I used to go to Redbird Mall with the. I had some face paint on, and I had a muscle shirt. You know, trying to show my my muscles. <laughs> I did that. Get this. I wanted to be with Sting. I'm gonna get my wrestling license and move to Atlanta, Georgia, to be with Sting. But 2001, all of a sudden, he made news one Saturday. WCW World Championship Wrestling that I wanted to move and wrestle at, they went out of business. They were hired by Vincent Kennedy McMahon, WWF at the time, now WWE. And all throughout that time, God was showing me that my choices that I was choosing were being eliminated, but he never told me what he wanted me to do. He didn't tell me what he wanted me to do until 2014, Father's Day, 2014. Now, God told me not to wrestle in 93, excuse me, 92, in 93. But he didn't. He never told me what he wanted me to do until 2014. Y'all know how long that is? So 2003... Up until 2014, it's 21 years. He first told me 22 years ago, 22 years before the end. He never told me what he wanted me to do until 
Father's Day weekend. And it was just like him, the way he came to me, when he first told me he didn't want me to wrestle. The first or second time he didn't want me to wrestle, it was like he told me then. But this time he came back like it was the next day. He said, see, it's not that I didn't want you to be in the wrestling arena or the rattling atmosphere, but I didn't want you to wrestle because I wanted you to be the chaplain to the wrestlers. I want you to be the chaplain to others. But see, I wanted you to be known for this, but the key thing is not that I'm smarter, not that uh, uh, um, I know more to be, no. The key thing is your ability to be obedient and listen to what I tell you. Because you being obedient, I can trust you with information to pass and give. So everything that I may share with you all, everything I may post for you all, or post even for myself, I don't know that stuff. Whatever God gives me, I distribute it. God want to trust you as a distributor. That's the key thing. He's and, and since then, there have been many people, not just as wrestlers, but in the entertainment field. Uh, um, if some of them they call movie stars, uh, entertain so many people around the world that God has blessed me to be exposed or be around. And so the same, I'm, I'm saying that because. God want to do the same thing for you. And like I said, not allowing any insecurities to stop you from investing in yourself, but most importantly, be obedient to him so he can give you and do for you what he wants you to do. God's word is true. The Bible tells us if we trust God and lean not to our own understanding, but if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he shall direct our path, meaning he should make our pathway straight. While we're trying to figure it out, we need to consult God. Consult God about everything. I mean everything. I don't, even if it's what you, you know, what you need to wear. You know, some people, oh, it don't take all that. I'm telling you, if you trust God in every area, it empty state. For him to invest and trust you with things. I tell people, hey, look here, God, I don't know. God, what do I need to wear? I'm supposed to be going somewhere. What what do I need to wear? Because God may have something in store for me to wear for me to be somewhere where he needs to, where he's trying to send me for people to recognize me based upon what he told me to wear. Because what he told me to wear, he told them what I'm going to be wearing for them to identify me to give them a message from him. That's the way we have to think about it. God has so much for us, and we have to be able to trust him with those things. So trust God with your life. Trust God. And like I said, this is time for you to get that high learning, for you to move in, in advance to where he's trying to take you. And one thing I always found out, God don't move in dimensions. Dimensions diminish. It's smaller. He moves by leaps and bounds. By, uh, in music terms, diminish is uh, a, a small space, a three space, three space movement. But God moves into augmentations. God moves. God expand. God moves by realms, by leaps and bounds. And it don't take God long to move. 
He just take us long because we don't obey him. We don't trust him in those areas. But God wants you to trust him in those areas. So as we get ready to close, we want each and every one to understand God has so much for you, but he wants you to be able to trust him. He wants you to be able to trust him in every area of your life for you to be able to surrender everything. That's the key thing. God wants you to surrender everything to him. There's no need for you to have a big old house and only have a security alarm on your back door while your front front door windows and garage doors are all exposed and don't have security systems on it. If if you have if you have a security system in your home, you want your whole home covered. That's how God wants you. God wants you to surrender everything to him for him to cover. In other words, it don't make any it, it don't make any sense for us to even have insurance on a car and it don't cover the car. You think about it. You think about it. You have you supposed to have full coverage and you have on your paperwork you got full coverage but yet still there's a loophole to say, well, you know, uh the muffler not covered or the motor not covered or if somebody hit, it only gonna cover you being hit on the side, but if they hit you from the front or from the back, it don't cover you. Uh uh-uh. uh. We have full coverage in Jesus Christ, and it's time for us to implement it. So get this this is the opportunity in the midst of what you're dealing with right now. Find what God's word says about your situation. In the midst of what you're facing right now, seek God and understand what he said about your situation. The Bible tells us all the time that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So you have God waiting on you. You have God right here waiting on you. Why? Why not give everything to him? So if you have any, uh, if you have anything before God right now, if you want to just touch and agree, we can pray right now and understand no matter what it is, God can come to our rescue right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. We come to you right now, God. We need your help like never before. God, there are those right now, God, they're at a crossroad in their life, God. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go, God. And we're speaking right now, God, that you minister to them right now in the name of Jesus, that you help them, that you reveal yourself to them, God. God, we even speaking right now, God. Help us, God, to look at every situation as a teachable moment, God. Uh, not only on what you're trying to reveal to us, but God, even what you're trying to show us, not just about the situation, but about you and about us, God. So, God, help us, God, to understand in the midst of whatever we're facing, God, that you you said you never leave nor forsake us, God, and you will help us, God, to pass the test of whatever that may be that may be in our way, God. We bind everything the devil stand for, but send them back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and God, we speaking, God, that you comfort, God, those who are grieving, those who are hurt, God. We speaking, God, for those who may not know their purpose, God. We speaking, God, that you give them attentive ears, God, to hear, God, and for 
for them to be able to consult you, God, for your guidance, your direction right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the success. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who um, tune in to this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to uh, reach out to me, feel free to catch me on Facebook, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Uh, you can see my daily devotions and also uh, videos. And also, uh, you can catch me on my website at www.com brotherprater.com you will see my daily devotions and upcoming events and also my personal appearances also uh, if you go to the store section of my website you can purchase my book A Few Good Men The Path of God of Fatherhood also my new book The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper right now uh, that book was about my sister my sister Sheila Prater who was uh, unfortunately recently killed last year through domestic violence. And uh, my book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, is just my story about my sister and from my perspective, my, my lens. And from now until September the 13th, I have a contest going on where for those who purchased my book, they were going to a drawing. And the grand prize winner will receive a custom tamarind with her face on there, uh, a shirt with her face on there also. Also, a copy of my upcoming book that will be coming out soon called Hearing Silent Screams. That book is talking about domestic violence and toxic relationships. So um, as soon as that book come out, then you get a free copy. So that's that. So, like I said, for those who purchased the book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, for each time that you purchase the book, that's how many times you go into the drawing. So if you buy five books, you're going to draw five times. And like I said, I'll have the drawing on September the 13th live on on the air. So I thank each and every one who tuned in. I pray that God has uh, blessed and encouraged you and just know that there are nothing too hard for God. So stay focused, be prayerful, and most importantly, don't give up. God bless you and good night.